You can see me on the Riviera dressed like a playboy. Uh, or you can catch me up in Riviera's Tuesday night. Pillow fights with Dominican mothers. That's what happens when it's swayed on the roof. Swerving lane to lane in the coupe. Shit, if I crash it, probably just leave it as a token that your boy could have died right there. No joking. Welcome, everybody, to the sixth episode of the Chili Con Queso podcast. I'll be today's host since Roly Gutierrez decided to call out sick. Just kidding. He's got finals this week, so we'll give him a pass on that. Uh, before we begin, I just wanted to let everybody know that you guys can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We post a lot of interesting articles and updates and comic books, comic book movies, and all that good shit. Um, if you want to follow us, our at or username or whatever the fuck you call it nowadays, on Twitter and Instagram is Queso Chili, uh, Q-U-E-S-O-C-H-I-L-I, all together. And our Facebook is uh, facebook.com slash Queso Chili as well. Or you could just search the Chili Con Queso podcast. So today I'm here with Eric Kegley and last episode's guest, Anthony Rodriguez. We'll be talking a lot about comic book stuff and Suicide Squad. So before we begin, let's talk about some of that rebirth and Marvel's new Civil War and all that stuff. So if you guys want to talk about rebirth... Now's your chance. Well, this is Eric here. Uh, you know, I, I haven't really gotten much reading in lately. I, I've been a terrible uh, comic reader. You know, I'm still interested in trying to see where uh, Tom King is going with his Batman run. Looking forward to Cyborg. The writer that they've got for that uh, project, it just seems like uh, something uh, worth reading. And... Soon, I think All-Star Batman's coming out, so... Yeah, Scott Snyder's writing that. Yeah. So, I mean, anything Snyder's written has been good so far. I'm with you on Batman. I'm not too into this Batman Rebirth comic, to be honest. I don't I don't get where Gotham and Gotham Girl are coming from. I, you know, I'm just... I don't know. I'm not into the storyline. So, I don't know if I'll be following it anymore. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be uh, following Batman too much. I'll, I'll still read into uh, Detective Comics and All-Star Batman, but this, uh, like you said, the Gotham and Gotham Girl is a little weird. And yeah, it's a little weird. Where did, where do they come from? What, are they new? Yeah, they're, they, I, they got their powers character? from an explosion or something. I don't are know. they flying around Gotham? I don't know. Are they like Superman? I don't get it. They, they're like Superman, but they, if you look, if you read, I think, issue two, uh, his inspiration is Batman because like Batman saved uh, his parents or something right, from getting right. killed. Remember, I don't know if you remember that. Right, Batman saved their parents and uh, they dedicated themselves to fighting crime. But then they get superpowers somehow. They're not just like super skilled. They get powers similar to Superman. Yeah, it's very and strange. It's yeah, it's weird. And their names are strange. Like God, I don't know why they Gotham would call themselves and Gotham, Gotham and Gotham Girl. Girl yeah, right? so original. Yeah. It's fantastic. And then you get a Batman that really doesn't want to, like, do anything. You got lazy, Batman. lazy Batman. You get lazy Batman for four issues. Batman doesn't, like, is all... Con- he's con- thinking about a successor, and he's wondering if these Gotham people are, are you know, worthy of being his successor. I mean, he does rescue that group, or, or that uh, that family at the beginning of the third yeah, issue, Yeah, and he, he, he rescues some cars off a bridge with and in sort of serves as further inspiration for typical, Gotham, but they're not typical Batman stuff. Yeah, but it, it's very strange in the sense that it, it seems like they're passing the baton off uh, it, from Batman to a new character in the Batman world. Uh, uh, other than that, Doctor, uh, Doctor, uh, spoiler alert, I guess. I mean, uh, this whole can I, can, I, can I do yeah. that? Can I say that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah go ahead. Uh, Hugo Strange makes an, ex- an appearance, which is you know great, and they gave Calendar Man new powers which is cool 
you know so that you know calendar man is now like a relevant villain rather than some weird dude that's obsessed with time and dates yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm liking uh, Detective Comics run though with the uh, mm-hmm. Batwoman's little Suicide Squad. I guess you could right. call it her little team. Batwoman's uh, Special Forces team. Yeah, with Clayface, I think. Yeah, and and her a da- few others. Yeah, her dad makes an appearance. It seems like yeah, a much Tim more. Tim Drake. Um... Tim Drake's a badass Robin. And it's a cool. It's like a cool family drama that they got going on between Batman and Batwoman and. Uh, her father. Well, I said it in, in Batman's in, uncle in one yeah. of the previous episodes about how um, it's interesting to to have that that kind of uh, story being told about the Bat family, like it, with that I guess military training aspect that she's she she should be known for. Um, John, you've actually been reading a lot of caught up on everything, right? For the most part, um, I just finished reading issue number three or four, I want to say. It's one of those, of Nightwing. So I'm caught up on that. That's That and the Green Arrow are probably my two favorite uh, runs right now in Rebirth. I think um, Tim Seeley is doing a good job with Nightwing. And I like this uh, this new character, Raptor. He's very similar to Nightwing. Uh, he fights similar to him. They like have like that uh, witty kind of attitude. Uh, when it comes to things so I'm excited to see what comes up in the uh, future for Nightwing and then obviously the Green Arrow his rebirth was amazing um, and you can't even the art in that in that run is fucking awesome by Juan Ferreira I want to say his name is I could be butchering it but he's a fucking badass artist and I, I had to follow him on Twitter because of how good he is just so I can uh, retweet his uh, pictures and all that shit yeah he's fantastic uh, and the Wonder Woman art's been pretty cool as well, right? Have you ch- gotten a moment to check that out? I mean, I like the Wonder Woman art, but the stories, I, I don't know. It's been a little confusing. And, I mean, just two different stories going at the same time. Like, um, it, it was it was a little much. Uh, I think Rolly agrees because uh, we, we were talking about that the other day. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to continue with the Wonder Woman or, or the Superman stuff. No, I'm not going to continue. He seemed pretty one. lackluster on DC t- so far. Like, pretty downtrodden on this rebirth. I thing. mean, I got to get back into it. Uh, I actually, you know, as big a fan of in, of DC as I am, uh, yeah, it is sounding uh, pretty bad. But it's more so that I've just been working... Uh, too much lately and haven't had time to really uh, sit down and, and read the way I, I usually do. Um, but once I get through, man, like I, I'm sure that I'll I'll find the story that I like. Uh, I really want to read The Flash. Yeah, I'm not caught up on The Flash, but everyone keeps telling me to read this newest issue because um, I, I yeah, the last issue that last issue that came out uh, a week or two ago, everyone's saying is great and like they're going to far lengths with this story and with Godspeed and this new guy so I gotta I gotta get caught up on that cause The Flash is a really fucking awesome character can we give can we give Marvel some love yeah we gotta give Marvel some we gotta, love we gotta give Marvel some time Civil War I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there I think Civil War 2 is better than Civil War 1 that was out in 2006 I wanna say oh yeah for sure and like I, I haven't read issue number four. I have a lot of caught up catching catching up to do. But issue number three was fucking awesome. Like where they had Hawkeye in the in the middle of the tree 
while all the Avengers and, and humans are all around, like, trying to stop Bruce Banner from turning into the Hulk. And then you see Hawkeye shoot him in the head with an arrow that had... Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, that shit was so fucking uh, badass. And he kills Bruce Banner, and then you come to find out that Bruce Banner informed Hawkeye to... Um, kill him just in case you ever because he said that like you have the quickest eye something like that mm-hmm. like you you catch things faster than everyone else like your reactions and all that stuff is faster than everybody else so if you see for a split second that I start turning into the Hulk I want you to kill me with this he, he has he has a hawk's eye yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> they uh so yeah I think he laced the arrow with whatever his weakness or whatever what that can kill right, him right right so yeah, that was pretty awesome. And then to see Hawkeye and and Court, and I think Matt Murdock makes an appearance as a lawyer and all that stuff. It's kudos to lawyers. Kudos to lawyers. Um, yeah, it's pretty badass. Civil War Two is actually surprisingly good, especially because I'm not a fan of Marvel's new comics. I don't like the new Spider-Man run. Uh, X-Men's kind of useless. Yeah, X-Men is not that good to me. And then a lot of the side stories, like ooh, um, uh, I like. Ulysses or whatever his name is like he's been in a few of the Spider-Man issues for Civil War but Ulysses 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 yeah Ulysses. my bad yeah that's the character yeah he's he's a pretty cool he's an inhuman he's pretty cool but mm-hmm. other than that it's Marvel like I, I, I've been trying to read their Deadpool stuff Deadpool versus Gambit isn't bad but everything else I just can't get into uh, I'll give some I'll give a shout out to Poe Dameron that's a yeah, Poe Dameron. Yeah, you're right. Poe Dameron's a, a good comic. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like uh, I like it a lot a better lot than Han Solo. Yeah, a lot of the Star Wars stuff is really cool. The Darth Vader runs really cool. Uh, I have yet to read the Darth Vader run. I should check you should it out. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, Poe, da- but Poe Dameron is surprisingly good. Yeah, Poe Dameron's really want, good. It's yeah, very. It's it's. It, it, I feel like it's a. Uh, it's more for not. It's they're trying to get like kids involved with comic books a little bit more because yeah, you sure. can tell it's not. It's not very mature, but it's it's pretty fucking good for what no, it but is. But Star Wars, I mean, when you look at Star Wars at its heart, is a is a kid's story. You know, that's something that's going to get kids involved. That's a good entry for younger younger persons. You know, to to get into comics, they'll start out with maybe a Star Wars comic here and there, and then get into you know the the various heroes in the Marvel world. So that's you know that's a that's a cool thing i really did enjoy the poe dameron storyline yeah marvel hasn't been writing uh star wars they weren't writing star wars comics before right this is no they got it with the disney Disney contract okay when disney took over when disney took over the world yeah i see uh, here that charles sewell or soul s-o-u-l-d i don't know how to pronounce that right he's writing so props to him he's he's writing a hell of a of a series and i know a lot of uh friends of mine that are reading it too um, shout out to Blake Stillwell who's listening to this probably. Uh, I know he's a big fan of the Poe Dameron run, so mm-hmm. these guys doing some good work with uh, Star Wars and Marvel. Yeah, for sure. So let's get on to the David Ayer's Suicide Squad that is uh, very controversial. Controversial? Controversial, to say the least, that everyone's talking about because for some reason DC doesn't get love anymore when it comes to critics. (laughs) I don't Um, think, well, I don't think critics gave much love to comic book movies ever. 
Well, except uh, if it's Marvel except Studios. If, except, except if it's Marvel Studios. Or the Dark Knight series. Or, so, well, I mean... But those deserve it. They deserve it. They deserve it for Nolan. And that's why I said they don't... Christopher Nolan. That's why I said they don't give it anymore. So, but... Yeah, Suicide Squad proved oddly controversial. I mean, where are we standing at? Rotten Tomatoes right now is at 26% aggregate critic score. So that's pretty negative. Yeah, if, if abysmal, you really. Yeah, if you don't know how Rotten Tomatoes works, the higher the percentage, the, the better the movie is. According to critics, it has a 26%, but the well, audience... Just, well, well it, it's more of an aggregate score. So it's, a, yeah. it's an... It's an it's average, an average yeah. of averaging all, all the critic responses. Okay. Yeah. So the higher, the more positive, the uh, closer to a hundred percent, I guess, would be. Yeah. Uh, the critic score, the more the favorable better, the reviews are. The better, with air quotes. So uh, banning. So yeah. So it doesn't really make sense to you know sign a petition to ban Rotten Tomatoes because it doesn't really do anything <laughs> except compound critic scores, but. Uh, uh, and so right now, to, sorry guys, it's twenty six percent critic score and seventy three percent as of today, which is Saturday. Yeah, at audience 11. score fifty. The audience score is seventy seventy three percent, and that's voted in by the seventy nine thousand one hundred and twenty people. So right. that's a that's for the audience score. That's four, pretty good for three out of four moviegoers like the movie. So. I don't that's know what that tells you. you look at it. I don't know what that tells you. You know, uh, critics seem to, to hate this movie, and users seem to like it. Uh, maybe that has to do with critic expectations. Uh, it's funny that you say that uh, it's three out of four, because, like, I've been talking to a lot of people about the movie uh, lately, and um, overall it has been favorable. I mean, there's been a couple people that have had their gripes, but... it. I mean, the same thing that, that I had issues with, which we'll talk about shortly. But, um, yeah, it's overall, it was a great movie. Right. It was enjoyable. Right, without like, getting... without, there's, without there's getting, no reason to, um, to bash it, especially the way that... Uh, like, especially after uh, how bad the BVS review and everything was, but... Can the argument be made that DC set the bar so high with the Dark Knight movies... That that's why these movies like they're not meeting those expectations to critics. Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I, th- you know, Christopher Nolan was, a pre- as far as movie terms go, it was pretty long ago, and sure they were fantastic movies, but they're not related to these DC Marvel verse or what do they call it now? The the, the DC E expanded yeah the DC extended universe the extended universe the DC universe. It, it was made pretty clear that those movies weren't going to have anything to do with these and that it was really starting with Man of Steel. So, you know, I think critics got that. But I think DC constantly gets judged by Marvel's success because DC started later. So that's almost natural in the sense that critics are going to compare it to Marvel. But you're not going to get a Marvel formula from DC. DC has to do something different. They can't just copy Marvel, or else the critics will give them shit for copying Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah, I was surprised that uh, there's a mid-credit scene in, in this one. Right, that, I was like, like that doesn't seem like the DC thing to do. But well, I mean, I think they want to. We get do want to set up uh, other uh, like storylines and everything yeah and like marvel marvel like that's one thing that marvel 
uh, Marvel fan or not, like that's one thing that they got going good is the uh, the post credit scenes because that gets people excited to see what they got next, and it it, it starts telling the story for the next movies and gets you right. more amped up for what's to come. So that's uh, I, I mean, like unless it's that. the shawarma scene in Avengers, but no, that was that was a, a post post credit scene. The right. mid credit scene with that was Thanos. Right. Oh, right. Marvel Marvel got so indulgent they added post credit scenes that were completely unnecessary that did really absolutely nothing to further the story right. they, know, they know people will like howard the duck howard the duck yeah howard the duck is the best so example. unnecessary but I, I liked it i mean i would love to see howard the duck uh in a right. movie again. there reaches a point when you're so <laughs> successful that you don't care what you do anymore because yeah. people are just gonna love it no matter what so right. i guess that's what happened there but uh without going into spoilers i want to talk about some of the the reviews that have come out because the critics reviews seem to be it seems to fit into this clickbait culture of the internet now because it's, like, it's the cool thing to do yeah it's the cool thing to do now look at the, which look is at the, also how these aggregate scores uh, come about true but look at this headline for the atlantic right but the atlantic uh i don't want to talk about the writer because you know that's just not cool to to shit talk a person but let's look at the article uh the it's suicide nice. squad suicide squad is the worst of the worst that's the headline is the worst of the worst and uh you know it's like i mean that's also quoting the movie a little bit right it's it's just hyperbolic vitriol when you really think about it that's it's just a a complete over exaggeration and the article starts out by him saying imagine for a moment that the marvel studios had decided to launch its vast cinematic universe with captain america civil war so off the bat you're getting compared to marvel which fair enough that's fine you know marvel marvel was first however he goes on to explain that you would have to intro if they had started with civil war they would have had to intro captain himself black panther spider-man iron man black widow falcon vision scarlet witch in a 15 minute sequence in the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. and how that would suck that's basically his point and I would counter that that doesn't make sense for this kind of movie. Suicide Squad is a fundamentally different movie than uh, Captain America was. Suicide Squad turned out like I know I don't think anybody really expected what Suicide Squad was going to be, but Suicide Squad turned out to be much more like an Ocean's Eleven than it did any other type of comic book movie yeah it was really a than any marvel yeah it was really a make a team make a plan execute the plan kind of movie which is book that's note for note oceans 11 and there is this scene uh i don't want to get into spoilers can we get into spoilers yeah spoiler alert spoiler alert if you don't want to hear this you know just fast forward for a couple minutes while i talk about this uh there is a scene where a manda waller reads from a top secret dossier every member of the suicide squad's background right and it's about a 10 minute sequence where they explain the strengths and weaknesses of each character now you get the same exact scene that they're giving shit for in these articles like why are you going to explain their character motivations in 15 minutes that's all the character development we get if you look at a, a movie like oceans 11 you get the same exact scene where Ruben explains every single member of Ocean's Eleven, note for note, every single guy in a five-minute sequence and explains their motivations to go and rob the Bellagio. 
Yeah, you you got a great point there, and uh, but and they love they loved Ocean's Eleven. People love Ocean's. It's true. It's true. <laughs> why it's... are you gonna? Why can't? Why is love that franchise. sequence not good for Suicide Squad? But it's okay in any other movie in any other context. You know, I just, I don't know. I just don't get it. I thought it was fine. Again, I hate to be the DC <laughs> conspiracy theorist, but no, uh... don't don't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I, I, I get what you're saying, and I feel like um, that those introductions were imperative to, to include like that. And uh, I don't feel like there was enough time, like if, especially if you have such a, if there's one thing, a dire some- mission um, to save like Midway City mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, or save the world, really. Um, you don't have enough time to be able to like show each character that we don't have uh we're not gonna have yeah. 10 individual movies right dc doesn't for, have the luxury that Marvel we're not had. gonna have one for deadshot we're not gonna have one for captain boomerang we're not gonna have one for enchantress etc etc you I mean, saying do- that i actually like more uh dc's uh like plan their uh blueprint if you if you will uh going into these movies while like we only got a little bit of an introduction of batman we got our introduction of superman and now we're going into justice league i like obviously these are big characters that do need their own uh origin stories but mm-hmm. um i like that we're going into justice league like you know what i mean like maybe we'll tell like a minute of it and then we'll go into just these superheroes uh mm-hmm. actions and all that stuff and then the same with suicide squad like it is. It would be cool if we did get an origin story, but it's not very necessary. But I do I, like DC's. Like yeah. it's different than Marvel's, and a lot of people are comparing it to Marvel, saying, "Well, they're not." Yeah, you said they're not uh, introducing everybody first and building it up. I mean, you don't necessarily have to do that. Yeah, and or, it's not like we don't know these characters. I I don't. Um, I, I know that not everyone knows these characters, but there's a lot of people that are familiar with the Justice League cartoon uh, whether or, or the uh, the Justice League cartoon from back in the 70s I mean like there's there's people uh, of all ages that know these characters know Batman know Superman whether they know that they're DC or not that's that's a different question but like they they recognize that the flash is the speedster uh, they know that Green Lantern is like the space cop I mean right. I mean, overall, let, let's just cool down a bit. Because overall, this movie is a lot of fun. At the end of the day, this movie's way more fun than BVS. My, I, I hope everybody that listens to this, all five people, know that I did not like Batman vs. Superman when it first came out. Theatrical cut. Right. Because it was just a no-fun, boring-ass movie. Yeah, like I've said <laughs> but, before. Like I said before, when I was watching Batman vs. Superman in the, in the theater, I remember saying... This movie has a lot of problems. It's not bad, but it has a lot of problems. Suicide Squad, while I did notice a little bit of pacing issues, which, you know, when you have a story that yeah, has 15 and, characters, that's going to happen. Here and there, it's fine. Yeah, that happens in but, movies. I'm not going to... You know what I mean? Like, it, it yeah, happens. But, it has the occasional wonky line that, you know, doesn't make any sense. But, mm-hmm, yeah, and... Uh, but can I you, Diablo? Look at, yeah. <laughs> don't spoil it, please. Don't... don't don't do that. Well, we're but, gonna um, get there. <laughs> we're gonna get there, but don't don't do that in the, this section. Yeah. So, <laughs> Suicide Squad, I I actually liked a lot. Um, now that I've had time to process, I had a lot of fun watching this. Movie. Yeah, I I definitely had a lot of fun. There was moments where I would look to the right and like you guys, I was like, oh my god, that's so badass, and you know what I mean. So, 
I would, if I had to rate it, I would probably give it a 7.5 out of 10. I um, give it a solid seven. That's, David yeah. David Ayer, I think, did a hell of a job, and people were giving him shit. I mean, this guy's David a Ayer's talented a, director. He's, he's a direct, fantastic director and a good writer. He absolutely he, he wrote the first Fast and Furious, which is like arguably, arguably the probably the best one. He wrote uh, he directed Fury, and oh yeah, he directed be, Fury. And that movie's a fucking movie. That's a yeah, good that's movie. an incredible movie. So I don't know why people are acting like this guy has not done anything good before. This guy's like he's he's the no, real he's deal. He's definitely a respectful director. Respectable director, um, he, he's got uh, quite the um, the uh, achievements. But um, so, what what would you guys consider to be the main strengths of this movie? Oh, obviously the cast. I mean, uh, the, yeah, the, the character characters. chemistry that they had. I mean, it was that I've never seen a movie that had so much chemistry between characters. I mean, you could see when. Uh, Harley Quinn and Deadshot were talking. I mean, Margot Robbie and Will Smith have acted together before, so that chemistry came into play. But mm-hmm. um, even Viola Davis as Amanda Waller was like spot yeah. on casting. Like she was born to play Amanda Waller. Absolutely. And she um, stole the movie for me. Now, like, would you she, agree? Would she was you, fantastic. Yeah. Would you agree that? Because I was saying, I was saying it to Rolly and I think I told my friend Blake, uh, Rick Flag. I, I like it better that Joel Kinnaman, uh, that's his name? Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, yeah I, like it, I like him better than what Tom Hardy, maybe, because I, I like Tom Hardy. I think he's like an amazing actor, but I, I wouldn't want him as Frick Flag. Yeah. I think this guy did a better, so, would have done a better job. Yeah, I, uh, I don't, I don't want to compare them as actors. Yeah, you know, not at all, because, I mean... You know, they're both fantastic actors, but Joel Kinnaman did a great job. I think he Rick killed Flag. it as Rick Flag. I, it uh, was he was I in my opinion he was like the biggest surprise in the movie. Yeah, he did a great job. Well, see, I liked him in the in the show The Killing. I'm I'm not uh, caught up or anything, but I, I was watching uh, the first season the other day, and what what I've seen of him, he he seems like a really good actor. Um, we, ha- we have to mention and, uh, Margot Robbie's. Oh, dude, Mar- Margot, Margot Robbie, Robbie had she was, she was perfect. Fantastic. She was perfect. That, that, exactly. That is exactly how I picture Harley Quinn to be in real you know, live action. Yeah, you know, she nailed a lot of Margot Robbie. Just like this movie, uh, not Margot Robbie, but Harley Quinn. I'm sorry. Uh, just like this movie is a controversial character. She's an either you're gonna love it or you're gonna hate it kind of character. Mm-hmm. Because on a very superficial, superficial level, uh, Harley Quinn is annoying. Harley Quinn is annoying as shit, but there's underneath that there's a lot of pain and anxiety and this sort of love torn person that exists there. And Margot, to her credit, absolutely nails that character. Yeah, she, she got the accent down and everything. She got the accent so bad. You know, she she got it was, the way it was more she, like a hint at the accent, you know, but it worked. It, it worked for me. Yeah. The way she like conveyed like uh, those emotions and everything, like uh, how she was still um, uh, just desiring Joker and everything, and she and, did a fucking like awesome. it, everything. Uh, the the way she was acting, the the voice I thought was perfect, and even though that it, it wasn't the animated series one. Mm-hmm. I thought it was perfect for this. She, she, I feel like she had a little bit of like a New Jersey, New yeah, York kind of accent. She, got, right? she had a bit of a, she had a bit of a, a sort of New York, New Jersey. Uh-huh. Wait, wait, would you say that's like a on. Gotham City accent? Then I mean, absolutely. New York, well, New York's whole name used to be Gotham. Okay, like okay. New York had a like it wasn't its official name. Just to clarify to anybody, <laughs> someone's tweets. Yeah, someone's gonna be wrong. like, that's not true at all. <laughs> but. <laughs> 
Gotham's sort of nickname to clarify. Fake. In the break. <laughs> yeah. This guy doesn't know anything. Yeah, it's, man. It's a nickname from the olden days of the 1920s and 1930s. That's a little cool. For New York. Uh, little cool fact. But, but uh, um, dude, yeah, Margot Robbie, like I said, like the little things that she does, like the way she smiles after she says something and like the faces that she makes and they like I feel like she had like this little twitch I don't know dude she she killed it as well like that snarl that she had in underwater and everything that shit was so badass she she was probably the best performance other than maybe like Viola Davis who practically was playing herself to address (laughs) the elephant in the room where the hell was the Joker in this movie Okay, so that's one of my biggest gripes, and I actually want to talk to, about that, um, but I don't know if we're going to be delving into spoiler territory. Well, I mean, I, if you're listening to this and you see that at the title, Suicide Squad, I'm going to assume that there's going to be spoilers, so go ahead and start All spoiling. Right. All right, so the, uh, the Joker was in the movie. I don't understand how anybody thought that uh, a movie titled Suicide Squad was thinking that this was going to be Joker and the Suicide Squad. Because he was the main thing advertised I get that since they were, 2015. Okay, but the thing is, is the, like, we... I mean, he's such a big part of Harley's Yo, you story. Can't li- you can't lie that he was the one thing that got audiences excited. I'm that sh- got audiences motivated to see this movie yeah, was Jared I mean, Leto as the Joker smiling and he's got the messed up teeth that Batman obviously knocked out over the last 20 years. I'll <laughs> admit it definitely wasn't Deadshot. It wasn't It wasn't even the Warner Brothers. Well, it is technically their fault, actually. It's not like David Ayer's fault. It's the marketing of the movie made you seem, made it seem like... It was a bit disingenuous. I was just, I was just reading the Nightwing comic and there's a Suicide Squad advertisement, like a little right. poster thing. And... In the poster, you see the cast, like, the Suicide Squad team, and then, like, right behind him is a big-ass, like, Joker face uh, smiling at you. So it makes you think that the Joker is, like, the main criminal, the main villain the of the movie. The main villain of this movie. And, and he's not That's at not all. the case at all. And the, the Joker, you know, if you read Suicide Squad comics, you know that the Joker can only tangentially be related to the Suicide Squad storyline. It makes no sense exactly. for him to be the main antagonist. However, yeah, people people think like he's a part of the team. I'm like, like, you would, this is what, Joker would never be a part of the team. He's not a team player. Honestly, I think this gets at the heart of critics' criticism about this movie is that there was expectations that weren't met regarding Jared Leto's Joker because Heath's performance was so good, and he was the main villain of The Dark Knight. And they expected with that, that level of advertising for Jared Leto's Joker, they were going to get a similar performance. And it just doesn't happen in this movie because it doesn't make sense for him to have that kind of performance in this movie. If I'm going to be honest, I love the Joker and I love Jared Leto's uh, interpretation of it. But Jared Leto's going to be around I know, for he's a not, long time. He's, so he's... He, he didn't have to be in the movie. Like, maybe for the flashbacks for Harley Quinn, but right. the whole let me go get Harley, like, that was so, like... Hey, Random. maybe they want to set up something for the Batman movie. Yeah, well, that's know. true. That is true. I mean, Margot Robbie's obviously going to get her own movies. Uh, the Joker's going to be back in other movies. You know, that he's going to show up. I mean, over the years, you're going to see he's going to have a lot of screen time in the various DC movies for sure. Okay, so I had uh, I, I got to agree with John that I thought that uh, he was a, a phenomenal Joker. I thought that. Um, that he uh, he definitely embodied that that weird 
craziness and, and uh, just complete, utter insanity. Um, I mean, I don't understand why he's doing music videos with uh, Rick Ross Rick Ross and Skrillex. Yes, he's the boss, man. He's Rick Ross. He's the boss. Joker's the boss, too, in, this, uh, in Gotham. Uh, unless you're insane, but... Um, Joker's a mob boss in this in this universe. I'm digressing. <laughs> <laughs> digressing. Um, but, you know, there's... Um, there's a, a certain quality to his like performance that I, I just thought was um, uncanny compared to like right. that of uh, uh, Heath Ledger and and Jack Nicholson. Right. For what time and he gets, he does a really good job. Exactly. And the other thing about it was, you know, I had issues with how he uh, like loved. Harley, like, but there wasn't any of that that aggression towards her that that he felt like. Well, maybe maybe that was in a scene that got deleted. So I wouldn't know. doubt it, and I've actually there's rumors that that there is a, a scene like that. I don't want to go into the rumors because it, they're yeah. exactly that. You can't exactly. Um, but uh, you know, there's there's rumors that there was uh, scenes where he. Um, he actually lays a hand on Harley, and, and which would uh, be totally in character. Oh my God, people will go nuts though if that happened. No, but that would be completely in character. I mean, if we if we really want to talk about Joker and Harley, Quinn, oh yeah, they have an abusive ass relationship. Yeah, you're talking about a metaphor for a domestically a domestic abuse yeah, situation. Yeah, I'm gonna That's judge you. I'm gonna judge you if you put on Twitter or Facebook a picture of Harley Quinn and Joker and you put hashtag goals because that is not goals. <laughs> no. That that's, is not goals at that's all. That's abusive. Uh, that is, abusive relationship. Yeah. So if you're into all that, then maybe it is goals. But I hope that you aren't. No, that's. I mean, if someone does that, it, they obviously don't intend to be in a in a, an abusive relationship. They just don't read comics, yeah. or they didn't watch the animated series where we grew up as kids watching Joker beat the crap out of out of Harley Quinn. Which yeah, I don't when, know. Uh, I don't when know. she caught uh, when she caught Batman that one time, right. Uh, and uh, he's like, what did you do? <laughs> right, because the only person Joker cares about is really Batman. Which brings me into why Joker probably wanted to save Harley Quinn. Is that he needs her for some reason that is related to Batman. So, uh, you but, know, because Joker's incapable of loving anyone. But see, that's the thing. is Because they went that route, they went that route where... I've got to save the love of my life. And, and uh, I, I've got the... Like, I... Uh, go through all these hoops to try to get her like i think it was more the love thing um the love that was lost and and that he's trying to uh, get back than it well, was then it then it being um like this elaborate plan that he's got because um I, I just think that that's the way that they want to go with this this joker and well, i'm well, not i don't feel like well, that's I hear the route i hear you need to go i hear you let me let me turn it on its your opinion on its head what if what if you realize that suicide squad is really from harley's perspective you're you're really watching the joker's her her vision of what her relationship with the joker is because I, oh that's that's a good theory so you think that the joker is after her because he really loves her because that's what harley thinks but the joker we know for a fact that the Joker is incapable of loving anyone. I mean, if you it, you read comics, we all read the comics. We yeah, know that Joker, loves... the only person the Joker cares about in any way, uh, in some weird ass way, is Batman. So 
he think of it this way maybe it's really harley from this movie that thinks joker's after her to save her and the director very purposefully leads us in that direction and then later on we see it goes in a different way so that might be why you're a bit anxious about this particular joker because it's a kind of out of character you're thinking oh this isn't this isn't the type of joker that i'm used to the joker doesn't actually care about harley quinn at all you know yeah this isn't the joker that i read in the comics from uh from when i was little to to now and and, or the animated series or any of the um animated movies that um that dc has put out in the past um but yeah i mean there's other characters that uh we need to talk about though too well before before we do i just wanted to say like uh I personally like Jared Leto's Joker, and I had a lot of people are giving him shit, which I feel bad because the guy's a fucking amazing actor. He's a, one of the best method actors of all time. No, he uh, he came out saying he was a bit disappointed with the cut because they had done so much with that character that he only gets fifteen minutes of screen time. Not in this even movie. maybe, I don't, barely. Yeah, I feel like Spider Man had more screen time in Civil War than he did. But, um, but he'll be around. Yeah, he's he played a good Joker, and people are giving him shit. Not even for how much time he was in the movie, but people are like, I don't like that everyone compares him to other interpretations of Joker that we see on screen because the Joker he's has bringing, many faces. Yeah, like in like we just found out in Justice League Fifty that there's three Jokers. You know what I mean? Like you. Spoiler alert! I haven't read that one yet. Sorry. Uh, he, um, God, I hate this jo- podcast already. <laughs> the Joker, uh, whoever's writing him at that time, that's that's the way that Joker is. So there's there's so many different types of Jokers, and I think right. that he brought a very he, – he had a little bit of like the best of both worlds when it comes to Heath Ledger and uh, Jack Nicholson because with Jack Nicholson, he was more of like the gangster mob mm-hmm. leader kind of Joker. But then you can see how much of a psychotic – guy he is with uh similar to heath ledger so he brought a little bit of the best of of both their worlds and he brought his own version into it so i mean props to him i think i'm not gonna say he's better than anyone else but i will say that i like i liked it a lot and i'm excited to see him go off or go on against uh ben affleck's batman what about deadshot oh will smith is (laughs) will smith surprised me in this movie and i and I, I don't have I don't hate Will Smith like if you know me like I grew up watching the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and <clears throat> all his movies but he has he has like that the reputation you know what I mean like how like how he is in some of his movies you're like ah it's like it's Will he's Smith just, just right he's just he's charismatic and charming he's yeah a, he's he's a classic movie star but I was surprised know? how how well it worked in this movie oh yeah it was fantastic and just you, to let him be him. And then inhabit Deadshot in a new interpretation of Deadshot worked for me. Yeah, I, you know, and I, I didn't I want Will Smith to uh, to be like the main like star of the movie. He wasn't at all. It was no, he wasn't. literally probably Margot Robbie, him, and right. It was an ensemble a, uh, Viola team, team up piece. Yeah, and it was great. Yeah, it worked. It worked. It very worked really well. well. And you know, I really liked that he got to play a bad guy for once. Like Deadshot, there is a lot of there's a lot of things to not sympathize about with Deadshot. Deadshot's a, a mercenary who kills for money. He it's He's like it's like Rick Flag says in the in in the movie, you're a serial killer that gets paid to do what you do, and that's that that's the sort of thing that you now you've never seen Will Smith do, and he just nails it. He managed to humanize a sort of inhuman character that was in a way that was really really cool to me 
Yeah, I, I liked, uh, I, okay, like John, I, I watched everything Will Smith has been in. Um, I, I remember watching him in uh, The Men in Black and all those, and seeing him in those hero roles, uh, Wild Wild West even. Um, it's a Wild Wild West. <laughs> Dude, he's a, he's, a good, he's a great actor. I mean, look, look at him in Pursuit of Happiness. Look at him in Pursuit of Happiness and in and Ali. Ali, and he's done... I can't. There's some. There's a lot of good. I mean, he's done a lot of bad movies. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, he's done. Pounds. He's done a lot of good. And that new one that came out with his son, uh, when they're like on a. I think they go to Earth, and Earth is like inhabit, or maybe like another after world. Earth. Right after Earth, yeah. Yeah. That was. I heard that movie was awful. Well, see, that was my biggest. Um, my one of my biggest gripes about his casting as um, Deadshot in this movie was um, there, there was rumors that. If uh, if he's cast, that Jaden Smith is gonna be cast in something, and well, people were saying that I, he would be Static Shock. I I don't know how I feel about that, but he he kind of does look the part. Yeah, I I, I mean, n- not to like, I don't want to take away from uh, Will Smith, but I was like, okay, so Will Smith is gonna be Deadshot, which is totally out of character for him, and then there. There's a possible like tie that his his son is gonna be Static Shock or, or one of these characters. Like I just I don't wanna I don't know if I want to go down that road. Stop being such I an mean, elitist, man. Let, let Jaden <laughs> okay. act. Jaden should not be acting. Let Jaden act, man. If he wants to act, he can act. <laughs> that's a, that's such my a, opinion. Such a DC elitist, man. Chill out. <laughs> but uh, you know, just to say that we've been talking for the last twenty minutes about each actor and their characters and how well the characters were developed just goes to show you how strong the characters are the that's, characters are in this that's, movie that's the best thing about the movie is yeah by characters. far the plot is very simple the, yeah the, don't go into this movie thinking that it's like an inception type plot no this plot it doesn't is like need to be. a very yeah it doesn't need to be at all it's a oh, very it's cut simple. and dry it, it, it's what it is it is what it is it uh it's just laid out for you and and that's what it is like you you right. don't have to think about it, it there's there's really no it, it's like a marvel movie in that sense so saying that let's talk about the uh the story for a quick minute um what did you guys think because i like the story for the most part was good but i was a little underwhelmed i guess you could say uh for enchantress and her brother i don't remember the name enchantress uh, yeah enchantress i don't know if was... the enchantress brother had a name but because she just kept on calling him he looked, brother. He looked like Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2, but like red. I, I didn't. I, I can't care less for like well, his the, CG, Somebody, the CGI looked like it was straight from 1997. Yeah. So, it, it the CGI like, worked in every other part of the movie except that. Except that. that was his a little face off. looked like uh, Emotep in in the Mummy. Yep. Um, right around like, that time too, nineteen like ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety nine, yeah, something it. like that. <laughs> yeah, that's. And I don't want like I don't want uh, the DC extended universe movies to follow the same pattern where every movie is the end of the world because the three movies that we have have been end of the world, the scenarios. end of the world scenarios, and Justice League will likely be an end of the world scenario. That's that's something that that, that like you could take a pass for that. Man of Steel, yes, Batman mm. vs Superman. You didn't have to, but I guess it works. But Suicide Squad did not have to be an end-of-the-world uh, right. scenario. It could have been something simple as, like, the Joker and his mob or, like, just, like, a, a gang leader's mob mm-hmm. in Gotham City or something, and they're just trying to take right. him down to, you know, take the crime, get the crime out of Gotham. And uh, I don't know. They could have they had, like, a smaller 
how would you say like a smaller yeah. scale for like their a story like the suicide squad goes to take out the joker's gang who's causing exactly. some problems in the city and the joker's out to draw out the suicide squad exactly. kill off all they, the members and take back harley the story the, fact, the that, story could have been a lot more simpler than it was but it's, it's still a simple story but the whole enchantress thing that i'm sure that rubbed people the wrong way yeah. a little bit because they're not we, they literally kind of shove like the whole magic stuff down yeah. our throats in work. fact i think i just described the movie people were expecting but didn't get yeah in suicide that's squad. what i was kind of expecting too and everyone right. asked me oh what uh the joker's a bad guy and i was like i i think he is maybe i don't know but yeah it, one, would, one would think that the joker would have been the bad guy based off of what was advertised but and he's the joker we didn't know the enchantress was the, the the villain until like three days before the movie came out like i thought she was a part of the squad right i thought she was a part of the squad for the the most part she was honestly i mean and like the way she looked, I, like how I had like that horror type, uh, you know what I mean, like scary feel to it. I kind of like that. I dig that because she's like a witch from you know, six thousand years ago. I thought that was pretty. Well, cool. that yeah, one remind- scene where she does the enchantress and then the fingers come from underneath and oh, do yeah, the, I, I love that. Shit. Like that transformation scene was uh, very cool, unreal. I mean. Uh, that, that was to that, David Ayer yeah, and who, or whoever came up with that. That whole that whole uh, <laughs> cast, or I mean, the whole crew of Suicide Squad. Like, pro, like I give props. To you. That was that was badass. Yeah, Cara Delevingne. You know, I, I've read a lot of critics' reviews saying that Car Delevingne uh, was was bad in this movie and saying some really like hateful things to she, her. She, she wasn't. Was, I wasn't impressed she, by her acting, but. Like she they, did great for what she had, and she looks she like she good. looked good as Enchantress. Right, she looked really good. I mean, and that's not the Enchantress that we necessarily uh, get from the comics because I think she wears like a green costume in the in, co- in the comic yeah. books. But uh, yeah. this is like well, she kind of had the green like yeah, right. it was she, like yeah. the brother uh, gave her the power or whatever. She had yeah. a forest green. She but she did look. <laughs> it, it was a like, dark green. That's exactly how you would picture like a six thousand, seven thousand year old witch to look like right. that evil and fucked up gory kind of horror looking kind yeah. of thing and the magic the magic thing was kind of weird yeah right? like i said they didn't have to like they didn't have to show that right away i understand that magic is a big part of both marvel and dc uh they, they didn't have to really kind of show it right away they could have like introduced it introduced it to us slowly but no we just well, we just that. went head first into magic World yeah they, Suicide Squad. we just know everything about magic now well, see, so. uh, th- that was something that, like, I was telling people uh, that hadn't seen the movie. I was like, um, I know, I have a, like, I knew which people I was talking to. I was like, okay, so I think the biggest gripe you're gonna have is the villain, and it's because, like, it was they're magic based. I'm, I'm I didn't tell them, uh, but I just told them to be prepared that it's not. It's kind of a lackluster villain, but everything else was uh, great. Um, now, when it came to magic, I mean, magic is, is uh, for some reason, it just doesn't translate well in, in these movies. I mean, even Thor didn't go the magic route. They went a sci-fi route. Um, yeah, and we're finally, I think we're eight or nine years into Marvel's run in the uh, cinematic universe thing. And we're just now, like, going into magic with uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. It's been a it's been a great eight or nine years though on the Marvel side without any magic without any explanation of some of those things but uh, we're finally getting into that. With I mean, Doctor even Strange, Wanda but, hasn't been explained uh, as to how she has her powers. I, I really. still don't really know much about uh, Enchantress and anything like that. That's that shit. Just uh, are you talking about 
I'm talking about like magic based and all. Like I don't, I really don't know too much about her. She's kind of, well, she's kind of weird. See, like, that's like, all I, I, she's, I, she's I, a weird character. I was into, and I know Roly is too, and I, he would be able to um, talk about it a little more. Um, the Justice League Dark. I mean, and I'm looking forward to the Justice League Dark uh, she, animated movie that's coming out. I think she, she's uh, gonna be in it. Yeah, I was gonna say she's a member of the Justice League Dark. Yeah, she's she's a member of the Justice League Dark. You they got sh- like they should have just kept her. For uh, that movie, John right? Constantine. You got um, Dead Man, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing's our favorite. Camp, uh, uh, M Swamp Thing. Yeah, shout out to DC uh, Universe. Swamp, um, Thing's the, Swamp yeah. Thing was the best TV show of all time. DC Universe <laughs> Online. Uh, but yeah, so that was a great, um, a great uh, book, the the Justice League Dark, and uh, I was actually really looking forward to the uh, Guillermo del Toro version that we were supposed to be getting. Unfortunately, things didn't work out. Um, but you know, like how you say that, <laughs> who, who knows? Uh, things things, who, things didn't work out. Who knows? I mean, uh, with this uh, creation of this new um, DC extended universe, there's still time that, and uh, only time will tell. Like they might add the Justice League Dark eventually. I'd be excited to see that. Um, I'd be excited to see Injustice. I mean, uh, I want to see anything by DC. If any, like I love DC. Their stories are just amazing. So. I mean, I'm gonna keep buying their movie tickets and and their Blu-rays. So, yeah. just I think, keep throwing it out us to us. These I think uh, this in, I think this entire discussion has just pointed out how controversial this this movie has been. But it seems like the majority of people really do enjoy this movie. I mean, I've, I it's know sitting yeah. at, it's sitting at 134 million dollars tonight, and the weekend isn't even over. And I feel you know? like and I feel like a lot of people they see that the movie has bad reviews. So they're going into it with a bad attitude. You know what I mean? They're not going into it with a fresh attitude. So they're, mm-hmm. the first thing they're going to start doing is pointing out its flaws. And then they're going to walk out of the movie saying, that movie fucking sucked. And I've had a lot of people text me, wow, the reviews were right. That movie wasn't that good. And I was like, that's because you already had that mindset going into it. Right. I was you like, went in you, with a negative If you mindset. go into that movie like with a fresh, like just like a clean slate, nothing just, you know what I mean? Just you want to judge the movie by what you see not by what others see then i'm i feel like you would enjoy the movie a lot more because it is a fun movie right well i see yeah that's the way i approached um these last two movies batman v superman and um um don't Suicide try to, squad don't try to defend now, batman versus superman okay man. come on regardless you know that of was a bad batman movie. batman versus superman the, wasn't a bad movie but it did have its flaws because yeah, it, it should have that that ultimate edition should have been the one that no, released. the ultimate the ultimate we, we edition already is the talked one that about should have been released. We already <laughs> talked about that, so we're we're not going to go down that road. But I was just Keep, saying, like I, I just hope did, Warner Brothers learns a lesson and starts making more quality movies for everybody right. to enjoy. Let the editors edit the movie. Don't let Warner Brothers edit the movie. Exactly. I don't know if, uh, if it's Warner Brothers editors. I just want the movie that they filmed. That's the one I want. And I think uh, David Ayer said that this is the. The cut that he uh, intended for us, so I'm a little uh, upset about that, especially because uh, supposedly there is a lot, a lot of uh, Joker footage that was um, cut out. That was movie. filmed. Now I didn't mention it, but you know I, I noticed that there was like a lot of different um, scenes that were like quick cuts, like uh, in the little flashback uh, um, with Joker and Harley. Um, little vignettes yeah of that, comic book goodness and imagery that I think those were those scenes that um, 
that Jared Leto was talking about in in these interviews that he uh, had these like full fledged like um, G- scenes that uh, where, where something big was happening and they just cut it to like one shot right here, here, one shot here, right? Like and uh, and you know that's not a bad thing either. I mean that means that David Ayer might know how to um, see that it doesn't um it it doesn't uh propel the story any further to have that to include that yeah uh i don't think i don't think anybody should be too worried though about jared leto in this movie because the jo- he was fantastic the joker was not in it that much but in the scenes he's in he's really good and really good you know he's going to be around for quite some time how you many know, be, how many movies did he sign on to nobody be? nobody's exactly sure because the contract details are private as to how many movies but these types of contracts for for uh, franchise movies tend to be 10 years long you know they tend to be multi-film multi-year well, look at, uh, contracts sebastian stan so, the uh, winter soldier uh, in Marvel, I think he signed on for a, it is a ten movie contract. Right, that's ridiculous. Yeah, we're gonna get him for a while. We're gonna have him as right. Winter Soldier and or Captain America for a while. So it's safe to presume that someone like someone of the caliber of Jared Leto mm-hmm. and Margot Robbie and even Will Smith, although I've heard that Will Smith doesn't do these types of contracts, would sign on to multiple films because that's just how the movie industry is doing these things you're going to see more of jared leto so don't be don't be you know all butthurt that we didn't get to see a lot of the joker because he's coming back and just like just like actual comics you know like you'll you might get a panel where the joker's in one comic book and then he's in a full-fledged storyline in another one you know that's going to be very similar to what dc's building where they show up in each other's movies for maybe a few minutes here, a few minutes there, and then they get Come a on. showcase movie. That's, that's what we got. Yeah, that's exactly what you're going to get. So, in many ways, the DC universe is more like the comics than the Marvel comics, the Marvel cinematic universe is. I can agree to that. Um, anyways, let's talk about real quick for a quick second before we wrap things up. Uh, Batman, spoiler alert, Batman, and well, if if you're this far into the damn podcast. There's spo- you've already listened to every spoiler, so this is not even just, a big deal. Just know that every Batman. episode we, we record is a spoiler. Like, there is a spoiler alert right yeah, at the complain. beginning because we're going to just talk about everything. Yeah, yeah, we just wanted to get everything off our chest. Uh, don't recording. complain. I will highlight your comment, and I will laugh at it. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so don't, don't. But anyways, uh, the Batman and the Flash make an appearance in it, and I was, like, geeking out when I saw it, especially the Flash because we're already used to Batman now. When I saw The Flash and Ezra Miller looked fucking incredible in his suit, uh, Zack Snyder filmed that scene with uh, Captain Boomerang, uh, I think, robbing a bank in Australia. Or was it, was it in Australia or was it like in Central City? Uh, or they didn't say. N- no, I, I think that was supposed to be uh, like here in, in on, one of the, in the United States, the DC cities. Uh, but, but yeah, um, that, that, I, that cameo that The Flash and Batman had, uh, Batman had like two or three three but the flash had one that i was just like wow that was fucking awesome and uh you know i i thought that um that that flash scene was uh interesting but i thought that they could have done a little more to show like his super speed and everything um i i liked how uh they showed the the same lightning bolts and everything and that um that was in the um 
in uh, Batman versus in, Superman. No, not the Batman v Superman. Um, in the uh, Justice League teaser. Uh, was that a trailer? Was that a teaser? We're calling it a teaser. Okay. Yeah, and I think that's what it's officially um, no, being it's called. No, it's just called special footage for Comic-Con. Oh, special oh, yeah. footage. Sorry. I don't care. I was happy to see it. I didn't think I was going to get any Justice League footage whatsoever until next year. Yeah, but... I thought it was just going to be a Wonder Woman thing. But, um, yeah, so they did a great job there. Um, the other scene that I think we're going into is uh, the mid credit scene. Is that what you wanted to talk about, John? Well, yeah, I wanted to talk about that. But before we talk about that, I wanted to mention real quick... Um, I, I didn't see it personally, uh, but apparently in the uh, biography, if you watch the movie, obviously, uh, it, it shows like a little quick like bio on the side of each character um, in the beginning of the movie. And apparently it said that Harley Quinn was responsible for the, uh, for the Robin's death or, or maybe she was an accomplice. But I thought that was a little cool Easter egg that they threw in there. Right. I'm I never thought never... she was an accomplice. Oh, the, it said that? Yeah, accomplice to the death of Jason Todd. Oh, it said Jason Todd, too? I don't think it said Jason... Oh, well, I oh, think Zack Snyder confirmed right. that it was Jason Todd anyway. It's supposed to be Jason Todd. Yeah. But it I mean, said accomplice to the death of Robin. That shit was... So. That, that's pretty cool that they added that in there, though. I like that uh, that she was uh, helping the Joker Yeah, kill. see, that's that's news to me. I'm going to have to definitely uh, uh, check that out in my uh, second watching. Um, but uh, back to... The Amanda Waller scene. Oh yeah. Okay, so that last uh, that last scene. I mean, I I saw Amanda Waller going through that uh, dossier and everything, handing it over to Bruce Wayne, and um, yeah, and totally calling him out on being Batman. Yeah, how many people know that he's Batman? Well, Amanda Waller is the one person in the DC universe right. that will know. She's the Darth she's Vader just... slash Dick Cheney of the DC universe. <laughs> so she's in charge. She's... I guess, yeah, I guess we could call her the... the she's the, the evil overlord Dick Cheney of the slash... DC universe. Um, but yeah, uh, she, she is the one person that would know. Um, she knows... Like, I mean, even the way that they portrayed her in, uh, in, um, Arrow, uh, she knew what Ollie was up to the whole time. Um, but, um, yeah, she, I mean, she tells him, she, what she was called it? him out. She tells she said, him, stop, stop working, working nights. Yeah. Stop working <laughs> nights, Bruce. And Bruce just looks at her like, okay, you know, I'm Batman. And then walks out like he doesn't give a shit. Well, like, he, you know, he tells her and, and it's I love how oh, that yeah. went down because he went from Bruce Wayne like yeah I got you Amanda yeah you're good now like to all of a sudden being like if you don't shut it down we will like but with the the, the Batman voice and the the Batman intensity and, uh, yeah I mean he's alluding that the uh, the Justice League is going to take over what the Suicide Squad's trying to do you know yeah, All right. that, so that, it's like that's they're cool. the uh, they're the good guys, right? Like, you don't, don't need, you don't need to put bombs in their necks to do the good the right thing. You now know? the thing I don't understand is, doesn't uh, Bruce Wayne have all this information already? Like, why did he need more information from uh, from Argus or? Well, in Batman versus Superman, from what I can gather, because the plot is incoherent. The <laughs> the uh, thank you, Anthony. Ba- Batman was gathering information at the time on all the metahumans so then he sent her 
uh, Wonder Woman a very strange email with uh, lots of spacing that doesn't make any sense <laughs> and uh, as to who the metahumans were. Who types like that? And nobody nobody types like that ever. So yeah, why do I have to scroll through different pages in my email to get to the next thing you want to tell me? But yeah, but- there was no addresses like listed there, but I'm, I'm not like I'm sure that there was something uh, like that Lex Luthor had in those uh, in those files that had the information that he needed to know. I mean, come on, he's Bruce Wayne. He's got to be the most resourceful guy, uh, like, that that exists. I mean, if, uh, I, I don't understand why he would need Amanda Waller or Argus or any of that, um... Hey, man, he's got to get information from somewhere. Why not Amanda Waller? No, it makes no sense. Um, and, uh, I, I just, I, I enjoyed the scene for what it was. But it did not make any sense in the grand scheme of things. That's just my opinion. Anyways, from what you can hear in this podcast, we we all enjoyed the movie. We thought it was great. Definite thumbs up. That was was a fun movie. It's got its issues. The critics need to stop hating a little so much. I know it's their job to criticize and critique a movie... But uh, you got to be a little easier on, at least on DC. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. But uh, but anyways, to wrap things up, this is the Chili Con Queso podcast. With go Eric. see Suicide Squad. I'm yeah, go me. see Suicide Squad. Spend your money on 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 these movies because I want more of them. Follow us on Twitter, damn it. Yeah, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, please, and Facebook. But anyways, this is Eric Kegley, Anthony Rodriguez, John Kegley, and the two members that are playing hooky tonight, uh, Carlos Pineda and Roly Gutierrez. We are the Chili Con Queso Podcast, and thank you for listening. Peace out. Mamma mia, mamma mia, let me go. Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me, for me, for me.